The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina, blogger of Around the OAA. I'm one of the hosts of Between Taraminas and the host of Last Three Brain Cells on Oriental Television. I'd like to welcome those hearing us on the local voice and also hearing on SoundCloud as well and also watching on Oriental Television as well this week. Um, a lot to look at this week, obviously. Um, you know, um, it was a really, really tough Saturday for um, baseball and softball teams around the OAA. Also, um, you know, in girls' soccer, we're down to two teams left. Um, could they meet in the um, state finals on Saturday? It's a possibility. We'll go over that um, on this week's show. Um, obviously, when you look at everything that's gone on, I mean, also we got some golf recaps, obviously. Um, let's Obviously, let's look at, you know, when you look at the end of the year and you know, obviously, we're going to go more into depth about that next week. Um, obviously, this has been a year, you know what I mean? A lot of surprises. We've had sadness. We've had, you know, hope. Um, we've had anyway, a lot of things. Um, so we're going to break that down next week. Um, we're going to talk about um, what happened this past week. Um, the regionals for baseball. Um, regionals for softball. Um, I really thought, you know, on Saturday in softball that the OA had a great chance, a great opportunity um, to at least represent in the state quarterfinals. Um, really surprised at the outcome of some of these games. I mean, obviously, when you look at Harper Woods and Centerline, I really wasn't surprised there um, that that game went 16 nothing. Um, in favor of center line, I didn't, you know, I, I thought, you know, Harper Woods would show much more of a fight in that game. I mean, now what's really depressing and disappointing was in that game was, um, I thought, you know, maybe just maybe Harper Woods would have had a chance in that game. Unfortunately, they didn't. And look what happened. Um, it just tells me, you know, maybe they're pathing the district, obviously playing one game against Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy. Um, I don't know how strong that district was, or maybe it was not as good. And maybe Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy was not that good. Um, that's a possibility. Now, Centerline's a very good team. I mean, the Panthers, they... Went out, I mean, like, played very well. Um, it's just basically Harper Woods just didn't have a chance in that game. They really didn't. Um, so that was very disappointing. Um, Berkeley, of course, Berkeley. Um, Berkeley, they got to the regional final. It was going to be a tough match for them going against Lakeview. Um, Tinkler Shores Lakeview, they're not a bad team. I mean, so it was going to be a tough matchup for the Bears. Um, you know, in that game, I know that was competitive, but the Huskies ended up moving on um, to the regional final. Um, you know, but there were some good plays in that game. Um, despite the outcome, Berkeley had a really nice year. I mean, 
when you look at Berkeley athletics this year, um, particularly in the girls' sports, um, winning district titles, um, you know, I really think that they have done a really good job. I think they're going to be very good in the girls' sports next year. Um, football, I think they're also going to be very good as well. But Berkeley athletics has been on the rise. And I really like the direction where this program is going. Um, I mean, you look at obviously winning district titles, um, especially in the girls' sports and volleyball. Um, girls' basketball is probably the one I will never forget. Um, that's probably the most, my most biggest, um, shock of the year was that game in the district final for them against Detroit Renaissance. Um, that game, I still, it's still, I still think about it almost every day was that game where Detroit Renaissance home court, um, just went to state final last year had um had um you know basically played in showcase games um well known coach and coaching you all um and here comes Berkeley middle of the pack team in the white and then they stun them by twenty points in their home court. Could not believe it. I still can't believe it. And then you have softball. Um they won the district title there. Um they were one of the favorites coming into that district. Um, I personally thought they would have played Detroit Renaissance, um, but Ferndale was Ferndale blew them out, um, and Berkeley played Ferndale, where Berkeley in the district final, where Berkeley just looked um, they were the dominant team. But against Lakeview, uh, it was going to be a tough matchup for them, regardless. Um, and you know Berkeley was overwhelmed, but. You know, I got to give hands, I got to give credit to their team. I mean, they had a nice year, really, really nice season. Um, so that's my take on Berkeley. Um, in their region, uh, in their region, of course, that region was one with Farmtails Mercy, of course. Um, Farmtails Mercy on their home, on their home field, ranked in the state, solid pitching. Um, so really give credit where credit's due there. Um, and then we got um the region at Oxford. Um you know, Wild Lake Northern versus North Farmington. I was very surprised with the outcome of that game with that score. Um 13 nothing. I didn't see that one coming. Um in that one. I thought the Raiders would have had more fight in that game. I, I really thought North Farmington would have showed a little bit more you know what I mean? Firepower in that game. Now, yeah, Wall Lake Northern's a good team. I'm gonna give them that props there. But I was just really disappointed what I saw with North Farmington. Um I just didn't expect them to just get blitzkrieg like that. To get blown out like that. After winning a district title, um, where they knocked off Bloompia Hills. Bloompia Hills I thought was a very good team coming in. I mean I didn't think that um, North Farmington would struggle like that against um, a very good Wall Lake Northern team. I just did not expect that. Um, and then you have the other side. You have Lake Orion versus Rochester Adams. Um, I think when you look at this, 
I think we seriously underestimated how good Adams was, considering that they only allowed two runs this whole regional postseason in the regional, which is unbelievable. Um, the upset of Lake Orion, um, two to one, of course, two at two first inning um, runs starting off, and of course, basically turning that game into a pitcher's duel and shutting down Lake Orion's fearsome hating lineup. I didn't expect. I thought Lake Orion coming in that game would out hit them. I just thought they would. But Sabrina Lee had a very good pitching performance. Um, I couldn't believe when I'm looking at the score, and I'm looking at scores on Twitter, and I'm getting scores also from, you know, I'm also getting scores as well. I mean, what I didn't expect was. Was um, here's a team. I know Lake Orion's a very young team. You just knocked off Clarkston. You just put eleven on them. Now, albeit Clarkston, you know they're a much different team. I mean, like before the pandemic hit, and from after the pandemic. But still, it's Clarkston. I mean, you know, Clarkston is a perennial power. I mean, they've been really good. I mean, like, they've been very good. Lake Orion is starting to get back to where they were once was. I remember back when I was in high school, which is a powerhouse. They're starting to get back to it. Um, I thought they would have a great chance at this region. I It looked favorable. I thought the matchups looked favorable. Um, But unfortunately, circumstances didn't work in their favor. Now with Adams, to me they look like a red te- a team ready to go up to the red. They look like a team ready to go up. And knowing Coach Francis that's where Adams is going to be next year. They're going to be in the red. Um, what they got a young team too. I mean, what Adams did this postseason, they knocked off the Blue Champs in Avondale. They knocked off the red chance in Lake Orion. Um, went toe-to-toe with the second-place team in the Lakes Valley in Wall Lake Northern. So if you're Franz Wojcic, your future's bright. That says something right there. Now, I know Lake Orion's got a, got a great future ahead of them. You know, so I would expect more battles to come when these two teams play one another. And I think we're going to get that next year in the top all time. But when I looked at that regional over at Oxford, I mean, clearly I thought Lake Orion would have the hitting advantage, would clearly have the, you know, would have, I mean, I know their pitching's been, I mean, been pretty good this year for them. I thought they would have the advantage and win that district. And then win that win that regional. Unfortunately, you know, tough circumstances. Rand a very good Adams team defensively, who was very good. This Adams only allowed two runs. The whole regional. That tells you how good defensively they were. And for Wall Lake Northern, obviously winning the first game against North Farmington. Um, and then um and then 
you know, losing that t- and then winning that one nothing game against Adams in the re- in the regional final. That says a lot right there. Really does. Um but it also tells you how good the league is going to be for next year. Obviously, when you look at Adams, you look at Lake Orion, I think both those teams are going to be very good next year. Um, so that's something to really watch for on the softball diamond um, heading into next year around the league is can, you know, these, can both these two teams from the Oxford Regional, you know, take the next step? And if taking the next step means obviously, you know, splitting up, going to one going west, one going east, that's an option right there. That really is. Um, so when I really look at the regional, when I really look at that regional, I mean, over at Oxford, it was competitive, um, some tough luck. Um, was really disappointing in North Farmington. I thought they would play better. Um, but unfortunately, you know, you know, they're it, Wall Lake Northern, of course, the um, Team Lakes Valley, they're moving on. I mean, to the um, state quarterfinals. So it is what it is. Um, and then Berkeley, obviously having a good year. Um, and then um, and then um, Harper Woods, of course, playing, um, you know, with Harper Woods, you know, I, I said this earlier. I mean, like, I was just. Very disappointed with the score. Um, the 16 nothing blowout loss to center line. Just didn't expect that. Really didn't. Um, what's going on from softball? I want to talk some baseball. Um, obviously, we had the, the... In baseball, it's pretty weird how they do the format. I mean, like, you know, when you look at, obviously, you have the quarterfinals and the Regional finals done on the same day. And then you have the regional semi done on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And, you know, we had um, several games, teams that were in it. Um, obviously, you got the Saturday. You had Lake Orion taking on Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, you had, um, and then you had Groves taking on Groves Point North. Um, and then Harper Woods, they had a um, semifinal matchup. I was, where they, um, Played Gross Heel and that Gross Heel Harper Woods game. It looked it that score was six to one, but you know I thought that game. You know now I'm not sure what happened over at Trenton. I mean obviously Harper Woods is coming. I mean like Harper Woods. Um, you know they won their district. Um, I don't know how strong that district was over there. Um, at Harper Woods, I don't know how strong, but. They, it was it was convincing thirty seven nothing, um in that district only to score one run. Now Grosio and anybody in that district over Harper Woods, that's a different animal. Grosio's a much different animal, and you know for Harper Woods, you know they ended up losing that one six to one um in the suit in the um, regional semifinal, um really. I really thought that um, Harper Woods would. Um, it looked like they did. They were very competitive in that game. I mean, six one. I I don't know how the outcome of that game, you know, really um, or the dynamic how it was. Obviously, I don't know, but I got to get credit where credits due. I mean, Harper Woods really was a team that I thought could um. I didn't think that they would play 
Uh, I mean, but Hopper Woods, obviously, um, you know, first year in the league, you know, you kind of want to give him a pass. I will be very curious to see how they do next year. But, you know, Gross Heel's not a bad team, though. I mean, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt there. So that's my take there on um, That's my take there on um, Harper Woods. Of course, they, um, it was going to be a tough matchup anyway for them going against um, Gross Heel. Um, if they would have went on, um, maybe that regional would have been much favorable for them. Um, but Harper Woods had a nice year. I mean, you know what they've done. They were around 500 in the league. Um, but when they got in the postseason, they did some damage, especially in their district. Um, despite the fact they hosted their district, um, outscored their district by a combined 37, nothing is mentioned. Um, so obviously that's a credit where credit's due. I mean, you got to give Harper Woods a lot of credit there, um, for what they've done. So that's my take on the pioneers. Um. You know, we're going to break down the Pioneers more heading into next year. Of course, um, obviously, football coming up with them. I mean, it's big for them. So we're going to talk more in depth next week on, you know, what I'm expecting from Harper Woods going forward there. Um, let's look at Groves. Um, Groves, they knocked off UD Jesuit. Um, now, UD Jesuit, obvious, when you look at the district that they were in this year, I mean, District 19, it was a real, real, real wacky district when you look at the teams that were in there. Um, you have, you know, they played their district that hosts sites. And I just don't know why one school wouldn't want to take a couple games, you know what I mean? You know, instead of, like, just putting them at host sites and, you know, the top team hosting, um... You know, I thought UD Jesuit would have been a good place to play um, a district, an entire district, instead of having to play at host sites. So it was really odd how that district was formed and set up. It was really odd because for about two months now, um, they had the word host needed, you know, in their districts. And that was, it was, um, and then we didn't know the match until the final week of the, you know, final weeks of the postseason before it starts. Um, the matchups. So it was really odd how UD Jesuits district was. Um, really, really odd. Um, and then you look at Groves, who's riding with a ton of competence. Um, after winning the Troy Athens, after winning there, after winning the Troy Athens district. Um, with the way that they played. Um, you know, Groves. Um, they they knocked off some really good teams. I mean, Royal Oak was a Spoiler coming in that tournament um, in the district. But Groves just went their business, won that district, um, and then they ended up getting to play um, UD Jesuit in the next round, you know, in the um, regional semifinals. And it was a, it was a, um, and it was a um, blowout. I didn't expect that score to happen. I really didn't expect you know, Groves to just go in there and blow out UD Jesuit considering how good the Catholic League's been. <laughs> I mean, you look at, obviously, you have Orchard Lake St. Mary's, you have Birmingham Brother Rice, you have um, you have um, Novi Detroit Catholic Central, who's had a really 
but it's really surprised them tournament run in baseball. Um, so when you really look at it, I mean, it was a really good, it was a really good, um, run for Orchard Lakes and for, um, for Groves. I mean, and then Groves ended up moving on to take on UD Jesuits. I'm oh, no, sorry, taking on Groves Point North. And you know, that game, I thought to myself prior to that game, I said to myself was Groves, this is going to be their toughest game. And it was. But Groves battled. They competed. Um, ended up losing that one 7-4. But I'm going to tell you what. I was really impressed with Groves' fight in that game. I was really impressed with that. I mean, yes, when you look at Groves. I mean, you know, they've been playing really good softball. They've been baseball. They've been playing really, really good baseball lately. Um, Gross Point North has been always been a perennial power. I mean, they've always been that in Macomb County. For Groves, obviously, you know, Groves, they've been playing really well themselves. And, you know, it was a heck of a game between those two teams. It was a heck of a game. I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, Groves ended up moving on. Uh, Groves, let's see, Groves, I mean, the Norsemen moved on. Um, so... You know, for Groves, it was a heck of a year for them. It was a great year for Groves. Um, they're all, I mean, like, um, I think Groves has got a lot to look forward to next year. They do have a lot to look forward to. Um, I just think, you know, when you look at the district, how that was, how that was placed, um, everything just went their way. I mean, everything just went, obviously, um, things looked, you know, for Groves, I mean, like, they had a great run. They had a really, really great run. Um, and then let's go to, um, you know, we had the um, Lake Orion-Rochester-Adams game. Um, that ended up being a really good game, I mean, for Lake Orion fans. It was a really shocking outcome, though. I mean, I didn't expect Lake Orion to win that one 11-1 against Adams. I really didn't expect that score, considering how good both these teams were. I mean, Adams came in, I mean, like, riding a lot of confidence. They won the red. Um, they knocked up. I mean, they won their district. Um, looked really good against Romeo and, um, I mean, looked really good against Romeo and, um, I mean, and Utica Eisenhower, of course. The, I was, I'm still surprised Utica Eisenhower beat Stony Creek to get there. Um, but Adams looked really good in both those games. Um, but, you know, they run in the Lake Orion team. Of course, Lake Orion, you know, they was riding high after their district. Um, what they did to Oxford in the district final was completely shocking on their home field. I mean, 16-3, to three, my dear goodness. And then putting up 19 on them. And then, of course, putting 11 on Water Vermont. So, when you look at it, Lake Orion was rolling coming in their game with Adams. Um now, I was shocked. Now, one inning really decided the whole game, and that was the third inning, um, where Lake Orion scored eight runs. Um, didn't expect Lake Orion to go out there and score eight runs in the third inning, and that was your game right there. Um, albeit, I got to give the Dragons a lot of credit there in that game. I mean, they were hitting. They pitched pretty well in that game. Um, probably their most complete game they played all season. 
um, with the way they played. Um, and, you know, whoever won that game had to go play Orchard Lake St. Mary's in the um, regional finals, and it was going to be a very tough matchup. Um, Lake Orion ended up playing Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, you know, yeah, the score reads 8-1, to one, you know, but, you know, when you look at that game, it was more of Lake Orion's mistakes that got him and not Orchard Lake St. Mary's hitting. I mean, Orchard Lake St. Mary's took advantage of a throwing error. They took advantage of a, um, a wild pitch. Um, and that was basically your whole game with those four runs in that first inning. That was your whole game. Um, but when you look at playing the Eaglets, obviously when you have with what they've got, um, college bound, um, they got all their team is basically college bound, college bound kids. And then you have a major league hit pitcher, um, who I think is going to do very good things. And the fact that they use their ace against Lake Orion, um, really, you know, really says dividends, how good the dragons were. I mean, the fact they had to strike out 14 hitters, you know, allow two hits. I mean, that, that you don't see a lot of, you don't really see a lot of, um, of pitchers do that. Strike out 14 hitters, only allow two hits. I mean, I mean, like that's pretty remarkable for a pitcher to do that. Um, and especially do it against a very good team. Not alone, Lake Orion's ranked seventh in the state. I mean, Adams came in, they were sixth in the state. There's a reason why Orchard Lake St. Mary's is the top team in the state, but also the top team in the country. I mean, so really, when you look at it here, I mean, Lake Orion really didn't have a chance. I mean, like, that's what everybody in the media is going to say. I mean, they, they just didn't have a chance. And bottom line is, that's what happens. You know, unfortunately, you know, you run into very good teams. Orchard Lake St. Mary's, this is probably their best team they've ever had over there. And the fact they moved up from Division Two to Division One, you know, this season tells you how much um, confidence they had coming into the season with that team. I mean, you know, it's pretty hard to describe, you know, when you really look at it. Um, so when I look at the baseball side of things for next year, um, obviously, you know, you got um, I. Lake Orient's going to be very good. I think they're going to be good. Um, Adams, we know Adams will be solid. Um, obviously, we need to have both Pico brothers coming back. Um, Tate and Parker. Um, and then you look at um, Groves. Groves has been really good. North Farmington had a nice year this year. West Bloomfield had a really good year as well. Um, so there's a lot of, lot of parity in the OA. I mean, like I think that when you look at next year, um, I think the OA could be a very good deep, a very good and deep baseball conference again next year on the diamond. So, you know, I'm curious to see. There's a couple teams I'm keeping an eye on next year on the diamond. Um, I mentioned the top teams, but Clarkson I'm keeping an eye on. 
Um, Oxford's another one I'm keeping an eye on. Um, going forward, I mean, like, I, I think when you look at it here, I just think it's going to be, um, you know, I think baseball could be in line for another good year. I mean, hopefully, hopefully next year, you know what I mean, the postseason, you know, works out and maybe at least two two teams maybe get to the um maybe get to the um deeper have deep postseason runs. I mean like it's possible. I mean get past the regionals. I mean like, you know, I think it could happen. I really do. I mean so we'll see what happens. I mean baseball's a very weird game. I mean, so is softball. You know what I mean? Anything can happen on any given day, you know? <laughs> so that's my take on um Baseball and softball, of course, it was a really great year for the OAA and baseball. Softball had a really nice year as well. Um, so really, really good years for both baseball and softball to um, really keep an eye on as we go forward there. Um, let's go to golf. I mean, like, obviously, um, we had the state finals held this weekend. Um, the Division One one was at Ferris State in Big Rapids. Um, you look at the top teams there, um, obviously, um, you know, by Detroit Catholic Central won the, um, state title, um, but Lake Orion took seventh and Rochester Adams took 13th. Um, Adams, when you look at their top five golfers, I mean, like they really are all underclassmen. I mean, so when you look at Adams, they're built for the future. And also, they're built for the now. And when you look at the Highlanders, I mean, like, they have a, they had a nice round. I mean, they had a really, really nice round. I mean, obviously, um, you know, I mean, like, to get that experience, that postseason experience, that says a lot right there. I mean, to where Adams is at. Um, I think Adams will be very good next year. I really think the Highlanders in golf, they're going to be really good next year. I mean, they got the golfers. Um, they got the experience. Don't be surprised next year if Adams will contend back in the regional. Don't be surprised. It would not surprise me. Um, and then on Lake Orient's case, obviously you lose two seniors. Um, but you're, but you have two underclassmen. They have three, two freshmen who are very good golfers and another underclassman. Um, I think when you look at the Dragons, they're going to be in the conversation. I mean, they have to be. I mean, Lake Orient's a team that I think could do some. I mean, their two best players were underclassmen. And that says a lot heading into the future for Lake Orient golf. So when you look at golf next year, um, Lake Orient Adams obviously are two teams you have to mention. But when you look at Troy Athens, could Clarkson be a player? Oxford be a player? Could Groves or Seaholm be players? Maybe. Um, maybe. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, before we talk girls' soccer, I do want to talk lacrosse a little bit because we had some history on Saturday in the state finals. Um, Heartland um became the first public public school in the state of Michigan to win the state title. Um, of course. The last 17 years we've had lacrosse. Um, the Catholic League has really dominated boys lacrosse, especially in Division One. when you look at teams like Birmingham Brother Rice and Novi Detroit Catholic Central. Um, Heartland ended that streak 
by beating both of them. Um, Hartland knocked off Detroit Catholic Central. Um, no, by Detroit Catholic Central, eight seven in the in the regionals in the in the state semifinals. Um, and then they knocked off Birmingham Brother Rice in overtime, eleven to ten. It was a really good game there. Um, it looked like to me when I looked when I when I looked at the tweets from Drew Ellis, um, it looked like Heartland played up, and they played pretty well. I mean, the Eagles, they're a good team. I mean, Heartland's a really good team. I mean, you look at that program, that whole athletic program at Heartland. Um, you know, basketball had a nice year. We know their girls' basketball team with the state finals. Um, we're gonna talk soccer in a minute with Heartland because um, because they were the Division One state champs um in soccer coming into the tournament. Um, and then you know Heartland's had some. They've had, I mean, and girls across, they're always a powerhouse. So you know, so when you were to look at it, I mean, Heartland, you know, they're a athletic powerhouse over in Livingston County. Um, but what they did to Birmingham Brother Rice and Nova Detroit Catholic Central, both teams that have been just dominant in the state postseason, that says a lot, especially knocking off Birmingham Brother Rice, who's been ranked in the country on numerous occasions. Um, knocking them off, that says a lot. So my... Hands, my congratulations to the Eagles. Um, you know, very successful year for them, uh, winning a state title, becoming the first non-Catholic League school to win a state title, the first public league school in the MHA to win a state championship. Um, you know, it's been dominated by the Catholic League, um, but Heartland, of course, um, congratulations to Heartland. Um, that's my take on lacrosse. Um, now let's go to girls soccer. Um, a lot to talk about here with girls soccer. I mean, when you look at, when you look at the postseason and when you look at the roads at Rochester, Bloomfield Hills, um, Lake Orion have to take, had to take, I think there were the, um, you know, coming in, it was not going to be an easy road. I mean, Bloomfield Hills and Lake Orion had to play each other. Um, and then Rochester having to go through New Baltimore, Anchor Bay, um, you know, having to play New Baltimore, Anchor Bay, and then playing Troy Athens. I forgot to mention Troy Athens, another one as well. I mean, Troy Athens, they had a nice run as well. So those four teams, you know, when you look at heading into the regionals, had some, had a great chance to win it, had a great chance to win the respective regionals. Now, when you look at the one at Novi, it was going to be a tough sell because you had Heartland in there. But, you know, when you look at Heartland, yes, you know, they're the defending Division I state champions. Yes, they were the favorite coming in. So, when you look at that district with the regionals and say, well, okay, you're going to likely have an all-OA, you could have an all-OA regional final, you know, over at Adams. And then you could have, and then maybe, you know, you're, you know you're going to have an OA team that's going to have to play Heartland. So, you know, but then Heartland had to survive Farm Tales Mercy. Let's I was a little surprised about that one because Heartland was down two goals in overtime. They found a way to win that game. They found a way to win that game. Um so when you really look at we're gonna go the regional at Novi first. Um 
when you look at Nova, I mean, when you look at that Nova regional, you had Lake Orion, you had Bloomfield Hills, you had Heartland and Farm Hills Mercy. So when we look at it, um, you when in Lake Orion and Bloomfield Hills, they played each other before. I mean, they they played each other um, during the regular season. Bloomfield Hills won that game. Um, Four 0 was the score there. Um, Bloomfield Hills um, in Lake Orion, they had they had a battle. I mean, like Bloomfield Hills ended up winning that game four two. Um, it Bloomfield Hills turned that game into an offensive game that something Lake Orion did not want, um, and that's what happened. That's really what happened. Was you got to give credit where credit's due. Bloomfield Hills turned it into an offensive game, and. You know, and Lake Orion, you know, when you look at the Dragons, you know, Lake, I mean, Lake Orion this year was, you know, like, uh, and I said this, defense first team. And couldn't believe Boompy Hills put four on them. Again. So, really, you know, with the Blackhawks, I mean, like, that's a credit where credit's due. I mean, Boompy Hills had a really nice game plan. Um, executed, executed it pretty well. Um, so... Give credit where credit's due. The Boompy Hills there, and then we talked about the flip side. Obviously, with Farm Tills Mercy and Nova, it was a really tight game. I mean, like, but you got to get credit where credit's due. I mean, you know, Heartland. The reason why the defending division was state champions, it showed their um, competitive fire. Win overtime, put two goals up. Um, you know, and had to come from behind and win. I mean, like that says something right there. Really does. Um, give credit where credit's due there. And then you look at that game in the regional final between um, Heartland and um, Bloomfield Hills. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be flat out honest with you. I didn't think Bloomfield Hills had a chance in this game against Heartland. And I admit that. So, Blackhawk Nation, um, you know, I know PK, PK Sports, I know you're hearing me, Paul. I know, Paul Cohen, I know you're hearing me there. I apologize. I apologize, you know, for what happened in that game. I didn't, I'll admit, I didn't think they had a chance in that game. But their girls never quit. They never gave up. And they pulled off one of the biggest upsets in the state, beating Heartland, defending divisional state champions, 2-1. to one. Um, Earning... A trip to the state semifinals. Earning that trip west of going west on I-96 to Grand Ledge. Take on a, another good team in Portage Central who just knocked off Hudsonville. I mean, Bloomfield Hills this year, they were they had their struggles in the red. I mean, they had their struggles. But to do that against Heartland. Defending Division One state champions, that says something. That really does. And I still could not believe it. So, Bloomfield Hills moving on the state semi state semifinals, um, going out to Grand Ledge. Um, we're gonna preview that one in a couple minutes. Um, and then you go from that regional at Novi to the one at Adams. I mean, when you look at a team like Rochester, who's basically had to win the kiss at that district, um, that featured Stony Creek, Adams, Romeo, Utica, 
Utica, Eisenhower, and Utica Ford, that says something right there. That tells you you're pretty good. You're very good. I mean, when you look at a couple weeks ago, I saw Rochester look very vulnerable. They did. I mean, I mean, like, when you look at, obviously, okay, you're playing the whole school in Romeo first. Then you have to play Rochester. No, you got to play Adams and you got to play Stony Creek. That's not easy. And then your reward for winning that kiss at that district is you get to play another perennial powerhouse in New Baltimore and Quebec. Now, the good news for you is you get to go to Adams, which is only, which is only, you just only got to take um, Livernois to Adams Road. You just got to go, you got to go northbound on Adams Road, you know, and you're right there. Or you could have just took them, um, or you could just took the loop and go Tinkin Road, you know? So, at, so Rochester took on um, New Baltimore Anchor Bay. They were in white. But when you look at the scoreboard, they put the um, good folks at Adams put Rochester as the home team, which was very odd because usually the home and the road, you know, the home team wears the dark color and the road team wears the white. But I guess what, um, I guess, you know, with Rochester, of course, you know, you hit, they're part of the Rochester School District, obviously, with Adams and Stony Creek, you know. So I understand. I get it. Um, but Rochester ended up winning that game 2-0. Um, I was very surprised at that game. I was very surprised Rochester's defense. I know I know they have a couple girls basketball players in that team. Um, Alex Mack, their starting goaltender, one of their best players, one of their best bigs. Um, you look at you got um, I think Ava Williams on that team, Elena Webb's on that team. Um, I mean, they've got several good players on that team who play girls basketball. They got athletes over there. Um, but they played they the way that they they had played, you know, going up against that tough competition, and it hasn't been easy for them. To me, when I look at Rochester right now. They look like a battle-hardened team. They are so battle-hardened. In fact, they played in the red. Then you have that district where you had the kiss of death. And then you had a regional where you had to battle New Baltimore and Bay. And then on the flip side, you had Troy Athens and Frazier. Troy Athens blew Frazier out 7-0. Um, really wasn't much of a game. Um... But it's set up at the Rochester versus Troy Athens. It set that one up. And Rochester won that game. Thanks in large part. They won that one nil. Thanks in large part to Elena Webb. Elena Webb had a nice game for Rochester. Really nice game for her. So now you look at Rochester winning their winning a regional. Still undefeated, by the way. Let's not forget. This team is still undefeated heading into the region, heading into the state semifinal matchup, going to be at Northville. Um, now, Rochester, taking on Northville, a Troy Athens. Now, Rochester, for them, they don't have to go west. For them, they could take a little short ride south and east. 
I mean, for them, this take basically going down, um, basically for them going down, um, you know, going down Rochester Road to South Boulevard to John R. Road, um, you know, and, um, you know, and to play at Troy Athens, whereas Bloomfield Hills, they got to go I-96 West. That's, unfortunately, that's, that's a stake of the draw. But for Troy Athens, I mean, they had a good year. I mean, I know a lot of expectations on Troy Athens. Um, I know they they always, for them, it's always state championship or bust for them. Um, but, you know, that tells you how good the red has been. I mean, when you look at the perennial powers, you know, you, you look at everybody in the red that are just beating each other up. That says something right there. And to me, it looks like I'm looking at it from a girls' soccer perspective. The red is the best division in the state of Michigan. That's I'm laying it down right now. The red division in girls' soccer is the best division in the state of Michigan. That tells you something right there. Um, let's preview that matchup. Um, the two games coming up. Um. And is it possible that we could have an all-red final on Saturday? It's possible. But both for Bloompy Hills and Rochester to make it happen, they got to win the respective games. Now, both their opponents are not going to be easy. So, and you look at the matchup at Troy Athens with Rochester against Northville, that one's going to be really interesting because Northville is another team that's riding high. They're undefeated as well. So, and they're coming off a win against Belleville, who, um, they're coming off a, um, I think it was a 5-0 win against Belleville, where Northville looked like they were the better team in that game. Um, Rochester, we know they're battle-hardened. So, if Rochester could come in there, and if Rochester could come in there, I mean, like, keep control the tempo, basically, um, you know, don't be surprised if that game goes penalties. I would not be surprised if that one goes penalties. I mean, the reason why I say that is because when I look at these two teams, they're both sound defensively. They're good offensively. Now, I'm curious to see how Northville handles Rochester's pressure. I am very curious to see how that happens. Um... If they can handle Rochester's pressure, then the dream of an all-red final could be denied. So, I think Northville, you know, when you look at the Mustangs, the way they've been playing, um, I'm curious to see how it will adjust going up against an OA red opponent like Rochester. Um, Northville, I mean, like Rochester, but also I think Rochester's got a good chance to win this game because of the talent they have. It's young talent, but it's also proven talent. That tells me something right there. When you have young, proven talent, you can do some things. You can do some things, and you can come and play very well. So that's something to really, really watch for in that game with between Bloomfield Hills and um and um Northville. Oh, sorry, Rochester and Northville. Um, in the um regional and the um state semifinals over at Troy Athens. Now let's go from 
<laughs> the um, Troy Athens State semifinal matchup to the one at Grand Ledge between Bloomfield Hills and Portage Central. Bloomfield Hills is playing with nothing to lose and everything to gain. That is a dangerous, dangerous team. This is the longest Bloomfield Hills has been in school history. You know that they want to continue the ride. Now, going to Portage Central to play the Mustangs, that's interesting. Portage Central is coming off a coming off a win, a one and win against Hudsonville. They've been battle tested themselves. Bloomfield Hills, though, they play in the toughest, one of the toughest divisions state of Michigan, the Red. So when you look at this matchup from a travel perspective, you kind of want to give an edge to to Portage Central, considering Portage Central has to travel from. Portage, which is off I-94 to I-69, whereas Boopy Hills has to travel to I-96 West. So I mentioned this is a lot. But I think Boopy Hills has a great chance to win this game for several reasons. One, you're playing, when you're playing with nothing to lose, everything to gain, that makes you a dangerous team. That tells you, that, I mean, like, you look at Boopy Hills, people say, well, Heartland was supposed to play here. I mean, Bloomy Hills, Bloomy Hills was not supposed to be here. They're, I mean, like, that's what a lot of people around the state are saying. Bloomy Hills is here. They're here. Why not go win the whole thing? If you're the Blackhawks, that should be your mindset. Keep everything one game at a time. Keep everything in perspective. Don't let the hype get to you. Take it one game at a time, one kick at a time, one offensive possession at a time. You know, you do that, then I'm not, I won't be surprised if he doesn't stay fine. Because I think the Blackhawks, with the way they're playing, they're playing loose, they're playing together. That tells me something right there. And in their two games, you know, in the regional, I mean, they had that same mindset. You know, when they score a goal, the whole team's there celebrating. The whole team is. Including the goalie. Who's gotta make who's gotta make the long journey um the long they gotta make, make the long journey hundred yards. So but they're playing with they're playing with the system. I really like the system Bloomby Hills is playing. So when I look at this these two games, here's my projections on both games. I think Rochester wins that game against Northville. I mean, like, playing at Troy Athens, a familiar site, will help them in this game. It, it will help them. I, I really look at that game. You know, I don't be surprised that game goes penalties. Um, I think it's going to be a very tight game. Um, I think... I, I, I think um, I think it's going penalties. I mean, like, it could be a 0-0 game, maybe 1-1 game. Um, I know it's going to be warm out there, you know, so, you know, so hydration um, could play a factor in that game. I'm curious to see how that goes. Um, I got to give Rochester the advantage there. Um, I think the travel is going to get the North Bill. I think it's going to, um, you know, having the travel from 275, um, to um 
to um I believe ninety six to up up I seventy five to to um you know I think that's gonna that's gonna play its toll. So I I, I like Rochester in that game over Northville. I think penalties is gonna be the different maker in that game. Um, and then on the flip side, you got Bloomfield Hills taking on um Portage Central. Um, both teams been tested. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give Bloomfield Hills the advantage here because. I'm playing in a tougher conference, playing with nothing to lose, playing with house money. Um, you know, I know the word Purple Rain. You know what I mean? I have heard the song Purple Rain from Prince. Um, I think Broomfield Hills has got a great chance here. I really do because nobody's given them a chance. Nobody's been talking about them. You know, a lot of people are talking about Heartland you know, that they were going to be in there, but they're, but they're not. I mean, Bloomfield's beat them. Um, Portage Central, they're a defensive first team, very similar to Lake Orion. Um, I, I think Bloomfield's style will get to um, Portage Central. Um, and I think the Blackhawks are going to find a way to win that game. Um, and I think we're going to have an all-OA red final between Rochester and Bloomfield Hills. Um, if that were to happen, I think this is going to be a good one. I really do. Um, when I look at this matchup here, um, I know Rochester won that game earlier in the season. But Bloomfield Hills is a much different team now. When you look at the Blackhawks, you know, they're riding with nothing to lose, everything to gain. Rochester, this is a totally different place for them. Because they also haven't been here before. But Rochester has a lot riding on them. They're going to have an undefeated record riding on them. They're going to have, they're going to be the ones. How do you respond to being the favorite is something that I am always been curious with Rochester is how do you ride being the favorite? I mean, you look at Bloomfield Hills, they've already, they would have passed the eyeball test by then. Because they were the underdog against Hartland, won that game. I'm not sure how the, the line is in their game against Portage Central. Um, I think it's a wash. I really do. I think it's pretty even between those two teams. Um, and then you look at Rochester against Northville, it's pretty much a wash there. But Rochester's been the underdog before. I mean, they were, I know they were against Romeo. I mean, they were, you know, where they were the underdog there. I thought they were the underdog against New Baltimore Bay. And I thought they were also the underdog against Troy Athens. And Rochester certainly passed the eyeball test there. But being the favorite is a lot different being the underdog. And I know several of the Falcon players, you know who I'm talking to in the girls' basketball program, um, know what it's like being the favorite and being the underdog. I mean, it's difficult being the favorite. You're going in there expecting to win and all that. It's going to be difficult. Um, I think this is, if those two teams were to play, <laughs> and I'm going to give three different perspectives. Um, if Rochester and Bloomby Hills played, I think this is going to be a tight game. Do I think it's going penalties? No. But I just think Rochester with too much talent um, I just think Rochester, too much talent. Um, 
I really like the Falcons to win the Division One state title this year in girls soccer because of the experience, the battle testness that they've been through, the battle hearting that they've been through. So I'm going to take the Falcons over the Blackhawks, and that's my official one. Now, the other scenarios where if Bloopia Hills loses to um, to um, Portage Central and um, Rochester wins over Northville, I'm taking Rochester. Um, if Rochester loses to Northville and Bloopia Hills wins, I am taking... Um, I would take Bloomfield Hills to win the state title. Um, the reason why I say this, but my what I'm seeing out of everything right now, my projection, I know a lot of people have been looking forward to the projection for girls soccer, is I think we're going to see an all-red final. And I think it's going to be Bloomfield Hills versus Rochester. And I like the Falcons winning the state title or Bloomfield Hills. It'll be a really good game. But I think both teams are getting to the state final um, and playing one another um, to, to make that all-red final. So we'll see how it plays out. I mean, we will see how it plays out. I know, I think they play, the girls' soccer state finals are played at Michigan State on their soccer field. Of course, their soccer field is a really beautiful field. Um, not sure the name of the stadium, though, at Michigan State where they play at, but it's going to be a really interesting game, to say the least, obviously, between those two teams, um, if they were to get there and play. Um, so I wish both Bloopia Hills and Rochester the best of luck, especially Bloopia Hills having to make the travel up I-96 um, west. Um, Rochester really not that far um, of a drive for them for their state semifinal matchup. So I'm very curious to see how how um it's going to play out. So we'll see how it goes. Um, My final thoughts this week, of course, um, you know, I mean, like I know a lot of schools are out. Um, I um, wish everybody the best of luck going forward. Um, Next week, we're going to, we're going to recap the entire season. Um, Have my um, biggest, my memories, you know, of the 20, um, 21, 2022 school year. And then we're going to look forward to the 2022, 2023, 2022-2023 school year um, coming up. Of course, a lot of a lot of excitement surrounding that season coming up. I know we're in June, um, so we're gonna see what happens going forward. All right now, everybody, I'm gonna sign off here. Um, make sure to follow the blog at um, Saginaw Bay 4650 at blogspot.com for the latest information around the OA. Um, keeping an eye on the basketball jobs over at um over at um. Southfield Arts and Tech and Bluefield Hills. Um, so, really things to keep an eye on, obviously. And a lot of other things are on the um, OA, especially from football, coming up in the fall. So, really to watch for going forward. All right, I'm going to sign off here. Um, take care. God bless. And see you all next week, everybody. Take care. And see you next week. Bye-bye.